Developing the Leader Within is a podcast that focuses on leadership, management, and career development. We nosedive into the areas that are holding you back from your full potential. Let us begin. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Developing the Leader Within podcast. I'm Enrique, and today is a special day because I seldom ever get a time where I get to be the guest of my own show. So here it is. I'm your guest, (laughs) and we're going to be discussing today something that's near and dear to my heart, something that I see continuously happening in different uh, organizations, in different settings. And that is, and I'm going to entitle this particular podcast, uh, Help. That's it, Help. And why would you entitle a podcast session, Help? There are a lot of things happening uh, at work sites, a lot of things happening in virtual environments that continue to feed the inability for leaders to provide a psychologically safe environment, even working from home, which you would think what better place to be psychologically safe than your own house. But guess what? In the absence of going to a work site, we are now bringing that work site into our home. Now, I want to give you a little backdrop because it's something that I'm dealing with myself. I often will share my own experience so you understand that I'm not coming from a philosophical standpoint. This is stuff that I am experiencing myself. I recently got hired with a wonderful company. If you've listened to any of my recorded shows, whether it's a LinkedIn Live or a podcast, Uh, or when God speaks on Sundays, you would have already heard me talk about this organization that I uh, just signed up with. I am amazingly and uh, so graciously pleased with them as a whole and what they have done in the last couple of weeks with me with them. So uh, I'm not going to be referring to that aspect of it, But to the aspect of that that organization now resides in my home. When I am working for them, I am working for them, but in the confines of my house. It creates that dynamic or that relationship creates a different dynamic in my house. Uh, Why so? Well, when I'm on breaks, right, that I I have to get up and move around because sitting in a chair will cost your back some pain. So you get up, you do intervals, and I hope everybody's doing that. Take care of your body. If you're working from home, take care of your body. You have work to do, but be conscious of the fact that now you're sitting for a long time when before you wouldn't be um, uh, at your home, right? So uh, so the dynamics change, right? So I take a break, I go downstairs. If I see my wife, I give her a hug, but I'm back off to the, you know, 
to the to work to do what I was what I'm being paid to do. Um, that's just owning, you know, owning your 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 task, owning your responsibilities. But that is different from me normally seeing my wife at home, right? Where I would uh, hug her and I would tell her how much I love her and appreciate her and all those things. Those things are cut short because, hey, I have this responsibility. Uh, I, I get to see you and that's all great and well, but now I have to return. So it, it creates a different dynamic at homes, right? And so I'm conscious of that. Uh, I take every precaution not to uh, let, uh, you know, my work obligation uh, affect my relationship with my family. But I have to be extra careful now that, you know, the, the work is uh, in, in a work from home uh, situation uh, where I still can do my work, but not alter my relationship because you know during the day so in any case there are things that that a lot of people around the world are experiencing today that they would normally not be experiencing uh if they were at a work site right because you're at a work site you're working doing this and the other uh, but I just want to make you aware that that thing exists and it exists because I know I'm experiencing it myself. Uh, so let's get back to the title of help. And this is why I want to talk about this from the uh, psychologically or uh, safety or psychological safety standpoint, because not only are your people and yourself experiencing the uh, these things uh, as you continue to work but there could be continuous imposing of uh, personalities and things that used to go on at work right now getting pushed on you at home and so that thing is with you so in, in terms of psychological safety, there could be a lot of issues with a lot of people uh, post this uh, pandemic uh, era uh, for a long time. Uh, and so I want to talk to leaders today about being conscious and being deliberate about what you do to help the psychological safety of your people. It may be a word that is being thrown out there, but it's not a word that is uh, new. People have been psychologically battered by a lot of leadership. The only thing different now is that being separated from leadership, we can actually see it come front and center and we get to talk about it and we get to talk about it like this, where I'm 
I'm recording this and I'm airing it and and everybody's going to hear me. So, So let's talk about it. How do I, as a leader, uh, create an environment that I get to address the issue of my uh, teammates, you know, screaming out, help, you know, I need help. Uh, First and foremost, Anything you do as a leader begins with you. So uh, point number one is it starts with you. If you are not psychologically well, how are you going to get somebody else psychologically well? How are you going to provide an environment where your teammates feel psychologically safe? If you are blowing up, if you are running around in tangents, if you are leading with an iron fist, if every time somebody makes a suggestion, it's the wrong thing to say at the wrong time, how are you going to create something for someone else that you can't create for yourself? We need to answer that question. And as leaders, we need to understand that we cannot give what we don't have. But we also have to be big enough and humble enough to realize that we don't have it and seek help ourselves. Because the moment that you think that you're bigger than the issues around you, You've lost sight of what you were called to do, which is lead people. So it starts with you. So I hope that leaders that are listening, before you start analyzing anybody else and going around trying to critique anything else, do a 360 review on yourself because some people don't even like themselves. (laughs) So you'll be amazed about what you write on that 360. But uh, let your family do a 360 on you. I bet you that's going to be an eye-opening moment in your life. And if it is not eye-opening, it will at least validate what you think that they think about you. But most people will be shocked. Nonetheless, it starts with you, leaders. Don't go outside go inside to go outside okay all right so you are this if it starts with you then you are the source some people say oh no i don't know where that came from man my team is struggling oh i'm not getting cooperation i'm like if it starts with you then you are the source guess what your team feeds off of you So if you are the source and your team is struggling and your team is lacking and your team is going through, either that's coming from you or you're not in control. 
And by control, I don't mean that iron fist. I, that's not gonna, that's not what I mean. In control means you're the one setting the tone. You're the one creating space for your people. You're the one encouraging. You're the one showing empathy. You're the one creating an avenue for them to excel and be the best at the gifts that they have. That's the source. Because the opposite is what you know is the opposite. You're not creating a space. You're not creating avenues for growth. You're not creating an, uh, an environment that communicates freely. You're not. So either you are or you're not. But either way, if you're that person in that position, whether you're ready for it or not, because I'm telling you right now, there's about 18% of leaders are the only ones, 18% can say they're ready for uh, for that position. Everybody else, they'll tell you, I, I don't know if I'm ready. So if you're one of those that I don't know if I'm ready, then seek help, right? There's a lot of things that I talk about during the podcast, through the websites, through my, uh, uh, you know, try leadership solutions where you can get some help. So if you're one of those leaders that need help, get help. It's okay. You can get help. Actually, it's admirable that you go get help uh, before you affect another life in a negative way. So it starts with you and you are the source. People are looking for you as a leader to be the source. And when you're not chaos, confusion starts to seep in, doubt starts to take root. And if you had any influence at all, you've lost it all. And so let it start with you and become the source for your team. Number three, provide a safe haven. What is a safe haven? In the military, I was a meteorologist and oceanographer. Hurricane season comes every year, right? For some parts of the nation, they don't worry about hurricane season. But for the coastlines, they worry about hurricane season. There are safe havens, places where ships can go to get out of the effects of a storm, right? But there are also places that will destroy at a catastrophic level whatever enters into its, what we call the T, right? If you are in the crosshairs of a hurricane, major hurricane, uh, I hope you're ready. <laughs> that's what I. That's all I can say. I hope you're ready, because the devastation that will come 
sometimes is incalculable. And so some people like to ride out storms. Not many people survive riding out a storm. At a minimum, they are going to be so psychologically impacted for the rest of their life that they will not uh, ride out a storm ever again. So in providing a safe haven, you must first know what that looks like in order to find and identify a safe haven for your people. Then you have to know your people to know if they can actually fit in that safe haven. Because guess what? Let's just take the analogy of a ship. If I find a safe haven that can only provide safety for a frigate, right, or a destroyer, and I say, this, this is a safe haven. All ships can come. And a amphib or a carrier comes in there. Guess what just happened? Somebody is going to be left out. And somebody is going to get hurt. So as a leader, not only do you have to identify a safe haven, but it has to be able to include your whole complement, your entire fleet. It has to be able to protect your people as a whole. So there's a lot of work to be done in that area because a lot of people identify and, and, and have safe havens that are only good enough for them and a couple, a few. Uh, and the funny thing is, is usually for them, that's not a good safe haven. Right now, you just thought you just threw yourself first, right? The safe haven must include everybody. And everybody must be safe in that spot. So are you, as a leader, creating safe havens for your people? You have to figure out what that looks like. It takes work. It takes research. It takes knowing your people. And if you just come to work and you, you know, nine to fiving it and you check out and you don't, uh, you don't learn your people, you don't know what they need, you don't know, you're not a leader. You're just managing processes and having people that are held accountable to you. That's it. A leader is thorough in knowing their people so that when it's time to, you know, try to escape a storm that may come to your organization that your people can survive that safely. All right. So a leader, it starts with you. A leader, you are the source. A leader must provide a safe haven. And a leader must create an environment that is psychologically safe to thrive. This is where you really earn your title as a leader. In the midst of a storm, when all gets rough 
and everything gets dark and people are afraid to the point of you know their life can you provide an environment where even if you go through the roughest of storms that they can come out on the other end psychologically safe to thrive i'm not saying survive some people survive but are messed up for the rest of their life i'm talking about going through coming out on the other side and being able to thrive that takes a lot of intentional decision making on the part of a leader i often tell folks that say hey enrique yeah i, I want to talk to you i want to be a leader and the first thing that i ask them is have you counted the cost and most people always <laughs> look at me like the cost no i'm getting paid for for being a leader mm -mm. have you counted the cost because there is a cost to being a leader you pay in before you get paid and a lot of times the price to pay for being a leader is more costly than you have resources at the time for one the moment that you have a life assigned to you to lead it's not just a person it's not just the name it's not just a social security number it's not just the file at hr it is truly a life and so you have to treat leadership with a sense of humility a sense of devotion a sense of caution because whatever you decide for that life to be part of must make them better than they were before they even met you so it is costly so most people i caution to consider the cost before they try going for a paycheck or a position because at the end of every leadership title is a person and that life is worth the investment of you making sure that you are providing certain things for them that they would not get if they didn't have you right so um so consider the cost but we have to make people thrive we have to create environments where people thrive where they become better where they are allowed to expand on their talents and gifts so that they can say i don't know about anybody else but that leader that i have has been a god sent to me not only do they give out instruction they live that instruction first and then so make me feel confident 
that I can follow them and I will follow them because they've proven that I can follow them. That's the, that's the best and most profound words that any leader should be able to hear. If, they, if a leader can get somebody to speak about them like that, you've done your work. You counted the cost. You paid the price. You did the thing. And now that's your reward. It's not monetary. It's what you leave in the minds and hearts of your people. That's your reward. So anyway, point number five in this help session is a leader must create a collective mindset. That's the result. A collective mindset is a result of you doing points one through four. Your people will band together because they saw it begin with you. Because they saw it that you were the source. Because they saw it that you provided a safe haven for them. Because they saw that even in the storm, you allowed them to get through that and thrive. The collective mindset is a team mindset. You ever wonder why certain groups, and let's just say in the military, were able to go in a beach, uh, you know, survive a bombardment of bullets and bombs and mortar and all kinds of things, make it through the beach, make it through the mountains and the ravines and the creeks and be able to plant a flag on top of a mountain, staking their claim. There were a lot of losses during that process. But when they took that mountain, collectively, the team won. It wasn't Joe won. It wasn't Susan won. It wasn't uh, this little group over here won. Collectively, a leader creates a collective mindset in teams. Those teams that are at this stage have gone through together, have not only survived, but are thriving regardless of the storms. And those teams collectively will tell you who their leader is, right? They will tell you who their leader is with pride and joy. Those teams, the world needs to watch out because they can do anything. And uh, hopefully for the, for the good, right? Because we all know that uh, influence can be good or bad. Uh, you can get these same scenarios, good or bad. So hopefully it's for the good. 
So your people may be screaming help in silence. Can you identify it? Your people sometimes are screaming help vocally. Can you listen? Hearing is one thing, listening is another. Your people may be showing physically that they need help. Can you see and have compassion? What are you going to do, leader, when your people are crying for help? I'll leave you with that question. Thank you for joining me this week. I hope that this session has been a blessing to you. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, hey, post them in the comments. If you like this podcast, subscribe, like, share, and I will see you next week when we have our next guest, and I'll let you uh, go in and try to figure that one out. Uh, but we will be blessed with their presence. And so I bid you all guys blessings, successful week, and as always, Success to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'd love to hear suggestions for our future shows or any remarks you may have that will help us improve. Until then, success to you.